Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we continue our summer series as we are in a book by W. Philip Keller, the author of A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. We are in chapter 7, and it deals with the valley of the shadow of death. Here is the first half of this two-part study. So, I'm, I'm not sure if everybody knows, but we have to inform y'all that we, uh, Tony went home to be with the Lord on Monday, um, Monday afternoon. And so, um, I was thinking about Sunday, and um, watching him cut up with Miss Floor. And I remember that for me, because I used to, that was my favorite thing, is to make my wife laugh the way she used to back in high school. And they've been together since high school, so that, I, I don't know why that stood out to me Sunday, and now I do. Um, and, and I just, we'll get through this, I promise. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit and, and um, the things that are given. It's not something we produce. But on Tony's tree, kindness and gentleness and patience were always there. He was always encouraging. Um, even as I had my coughing fit Sunday, <laughs> he was like, it wasn't that bad, Pastor. I was like, no, it was. I was, I was there. I was living it. Um, but at the end of the day, he was always an encourager, always somebody that everybody could talk to. A great listener, a great listener, a great leader as well um, and so I think one of the things that we we will think about over this time is one pray for the family pray for Miss Floor and the girls the four daughters Tony's mom who's still alive in California the church in California they're hurting they they had a deep relationship with their church and their pastor in California uh, so they're hurting as well and so uh, I'm sure, you know, over the next few weeks, there'll be a lot of tears, and that's okay. Uh, this is not a place where we tell you to suck it up, buttercup. That's not how it works. Because uh, when you hold on to your grief, it comes out in different ways, and, and we don't want to do that. So, um, and, and so at the end of the day, it's, please understand that me and Teresa are here for y'all, and so is uh, Reuben and Michelle. And keep Reuben and Michelle in prayer as well, because Reuben was with him uh, when it happened. Uh, so just be praying for him as well. Um, and, and the need, what is the need for them? Right now is meals. So Thursday, Friday, 
and Saturday we need to try to make sure we have meals for them. What we don't want to do is we don't want to bombard with questions. We don't want to bombard them like when is the funeral, what's going to happen, who's doing what. That's not the time. I will allow when, just as we're announcing this tonight, I only did this because it was announced publicly. There's a GoFundMe. If you want to participate in that, please do that. I'll make sure there's a link on the bulletin on Sunday, a uh, QR code to where you can just take a picture of it. And if you want to donate, you can. Um, I think they're right at $10,000. They need to be at twenty, So we, we need to be praying for that. Um, and, and, you know, so at the end of the day, we need to wait for the family uh, through that process. So do not start texting and doing all that, okay? Uh, we are in a dance, is what I told Miss Flora, and what I mean by that is we are in a dance where we, the church is there when she needs us, and we back up when she doesn't. And that's the dance that we do. Um, and, and just some instructions when you're dropping off food. If she doesn't feel like talking, drop the food off, tell her you love her, and say goodbye. If she wants to talk, and you be a great listener, because that's what people that are going through uh, any kind of grief, they need to, they need to li you need to listen. They don't need to hear you talk, right? And so be, be that. Uh, if anything, be like Tony, because that's what Tony was, a good listener. <laughs> so um, worship will be, Isaiah's coming in Sunday to do worship for us. Um, I asked him, and, you know, we, he, he's graciously going to come in and uh, be here. And so and I, we're going to take a break, a week break from, uh, from Ephesians, and I'll have something uh, for you all on Sunday. The thing is, is I, I spoke to Pastor Dan and Carlos uh, Tuesday, and I told them, out of all the chapters we're in, we're in, Psalm 23, verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I was like, man, I, the Holy Spirit and God is sovereign. Uh, and He puts things in place for us in His Word. And, and one of the things you're going to learn as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the other side may be heaven. We don't think of it in that capacity. When we think of Tony, what we know is that he was justified. He was a follower of Christ. He lived for Christ. The reason why it hurts so bad and the reason why it, it, it's such a, a hole is because he was a man of God. And it's not, there's not many. And so that's why it's like, what's going on? Why would God take him? Right? Because he's sanctified and he was ready for heaven. He had nothing else he needed to do. Now he's glorified in his new body. He's done. Well done, good and faithful servant. And you will see him again. If you are a follower of Christ, you believe in Jesus Christ with all your heart, and you have confessed your sins and turned to Jesus, you will see Tony again. And I will have eternity to get to talk with him. With all of y'all. You probably won't want to hear me anymore, but you'll want me off in a corner in heaven somewhere, and that's okay as I clean your pools, right? But at the end of the day, we need to remember that, that the reason it hurts so much is because it's, it's very rare when you... Why, ha, why does it have to be so rare? Why aren't we just being the light of Christ and the example of Christ every day, right? That was one of the things I said. I was like, for Tony, Tony put God first. 
then his marriage and his family. And he never looked at his marriage and his family as a ministry, ever. Then the church, because he knew that serving his wife and his kids were the priority. That's where God's first put him to disciple. And so even here when he was with us, he was such a blessing because he, you know, he, he was, you know, we would learn from him and, and he would listen and he would give you, I loved it because he could give you direction so loving and gentle and, and that's rare to find. That's rare to find. I saw something in him besides sound. That's why me and Reuben and Tony, you know, I, I, all I could think of is like, man, I can remember the first time we prayed for Jennifer and Steve up here when we gave him the Bibles. He didn't want to be anywhere in the shot. That's how humble he was. All you see is Tony's arm. That's it. So when we did it for Jay, I was like, you got to get in the shot, bro. Because I saw something in him, as I see with, with Reuben, is Reuben's more of a teaching. He's going to be more of a teaching pastor. Where I see with, with Tony, he was more of an administrative pastor. He could have been that easily. But God's, God's like, your sanctification's done, Tony. You're, you're there. Come on home. So we, we know, I mean, as we, we look at these scriptures, we have to remember that he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. It's a reminder that at the end of the day that as we walk through that valley, it's, it's the, there's a, a, a discussion of the words, whether it's deep darkness or the shadow of death. It doesn't matter which one it is in the Hebrew because it's in the Greek as the shadow of death. And the shadow of death is dark and, and, and it's like you can't see. The valley is so deep, the sun doesn't get in there. And so you're dependent on the shepherd's voice. You're dependent on the shepherd's rod to guide you, gently to guide you, gently. And, and it's, it, it, it's a reminder to us that, you know, that when we're in that valley, that's where the predators and the enemy lurks and likes to pull away sheep. And so for us, what I love is... is when we think about the valley, it's very important for you to have Scripture stored on your heart. Because I don't care who you are, you're going to go through the valley. You cannot go from mountaintop to mountaintop moment. That's not how this life works. There's always going to be illness. There's always going to be death. There's always going to be financial troubles in the world and housing market crashes. And you can lose, I mean, you can lose it all. It doesn't matter what you define as the valley. It happens, <clears throat> and it happens to all of us. I, there's a verse that I love that I saw this week. I actually saw this actually in front of me. And in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 3 through 6, it says, So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire, and the wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with them lifted up their voices and wept until there were no power to weep. And it says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because of the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Their, their families have been taken away, and now the men are grieving, and they want to stone David, David to death. And, and David actually, 
just begins to strengthen himself in the Lord God. David could draw on God's word and God's will at this moment. And in the valley, you're going to have to do that. You will have to do that. I saw this verse lived out Monday. I saw somebody in such pain and all that was coming out of their mouth was Scripture. Scripture. One after another. And let me tell you something. That is that's probably something I will remember till God calls me home. And how important Scripture is in that deep, dark valley where there's no light. You're, you're, you're dependent on God's will. You're dependent on God's Word. And so when we, when we think about the sheep in the valley as, as, as the shepherd has to move them through, it has to be done for the health of the sheep. So that way they can graze on the other side. And, and think about valleys. How many, we've all been to the Blue Hole, I think, right? Or seen it. Like if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon or the Blue Hole, the Blue Hole is pretty, but you see all those jagged rocks carved out. The valley's hard to get down to. And, and at the bottom, the valley's got water, it's got, it, it's got grass, it's got the things to prevent, prevent them from the snow. <clears throat> and the sheep have to stick right next to the shepherd because the sheep have bad vision. They can't see. They can't see. That's why the Word of God is a lamp to my feet. Sheep can't see. So you need God's Word. And David knew sheep. David knew what it was meant to take sheep from high country to high country. Because he was a shepherd. He wasn't even there when, when Samuel came to anoint the next king. He was out in the high country with the sheep. Getting them through the, the avalanches and the rock slides and the, the predators. And having to know where everything that can hurt the sheep is, the shepherd knows. Because the shepherd's already walked the path. Many of times, before the sheep ever were with them. So there's nothing that surprises the shepherd. It affects us. But it doesn't surprise God because God is sovereign. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is righteous. God is grace. God is love. God is mercy. You have to keep going back to those attributes. We have to remind ourselves of those. He carries the rod because the rod is what he uses to stun the the beast when they try to attack when the enemy tries to come but it's that little hook that little crook is how he gently moves and maneuvers the sheep and he counts the sheep as they stop in the evening in Leviticus chapter 32 it says in the every tithe of the herds and the flocks every tenth of the animal all have passed under the herdsman's staff shall be holy to the Lord Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us, our good shepherd. He counts his sheep. He knows every one of you by name. He knows you. He knows what your needs are. He knows that you're hurting. He knows that you're in deep grief and mourning. He knows it because God is with us. And God wasn't a stranger. Jesus wasn't a stranger to death as he wept for Lazarus. But he said, I am the resurrection and life. And he asked her, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Because I do. I believe this body is going into whatever ground it's going to go to or whatever canister of coffee y'all want to stick me in. 
and my soul and my new body is waiting for me in heaven. And if I get there before you, I'll greet you when you come in. And that's the reality of it. It's, it's to understand, I fear no evil because you are with me. You're with me. And right now, it may not feel like that. Right now, you may feel like God is so distant, God is so far, but you need to remember in what it says in John 10, verses 11 through 15, He is not a hireling. He is your good shepherd. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he is not the shepherd. One who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own as the Father knows me. Even so, I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus has laid down his life so you can have your sin and your separation of your sin to be no longer, you're no longer separated from God as you confess and repent. But there's something more to that. It's like if he is your good shepherd, you have peace now in Christ. You have peace in the middle of the hurricane. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You have peace because you're His child. But see, the unsaved person has no peace. They have no hope. In Isaiah 48, verse 22, There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. But we have the peace of God. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 4-7, through 7, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. How hard is it to rejoice? I can rejoice because I have peace in God. I can rejoice because I know where my brother's at. Hard to rejoice knowing that somebody's at home crying and hurting. But I can rejoice because I know God is sovereign and God knows and has them exactly how and what he knows and what they need. And, and God's going to care for them and be right there for them. His church will as well. That's what the church is for. It's, it, I have seen it time and time again. I have been around too much death in my life. Serving in combat, and I, I, it never gets easy. It's, it's never going to get easy. And every time somebody passes, it reminds you of the person that you lost and brings all that back up. And so we, we, we have to run to the living word, God's word, right? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's the peace of God is what we need. We go through things in our life and, and it's the peace of God that brings us comfort. It, it pulls us closer to the shepherd. In Isaiah 40 verses 9 through 11 it says, The greatness of God. Go up to the high mountain, O Zion. Herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold the Lord God comes with might 
and his arms rule for, uh, for him. And behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are young. In the valley, you may not be able to walk, but the shepherd will carry you because you still got to get through the valley. It's a reminder of God's unlimited, all-powerful that, that at the end of the day, that He's the one who tends His flock. In Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 through 18, it says, And when I saw Him, I fell at His feet as dead, but He laid His right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am He who lives, and I was dead, and behold, I, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. He is the resurrection. He holds the keys to Hades. He's defeated death. This is not the end of your story. The beauty of it is, is when you have your last conversations were wonderful conversations. That's your last memory of them. Because that was his character. That was that godly character that we talk about. And every mountain has its valleys, and it's scarred and has deep ravines. And again, the shepherd knows exactly which way he's going to walk you. And he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of, the de of death, it doesn't mean that you die there. Sometimes it does. But you're still getting through the other side. It says, I walk through, through. And, and to understand that death is not the end, but merely the door into a higher and more exalted life and intimate contact with, with Christ. He's, there's no sin. There's no more tears. There, there's none of this stuff that we're dealing with. It's done. And, 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 and to understand, it's like even W. Philip Keller, as he wrote this, he lost his wife to cancer. That's why this chapter is so hard to read, too. Because you read about his loss and his love. And how the cancer ravaged the body. And watching, having to watch that person just fade away. In John chapter 11, verses 17 through 27, it says, So when Jesus came, he found in that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know what, uh, even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last days. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Do you believe this? As followers of Christ, do we believe that this is, this is not the end? Do you believe this? That's Jesus asking Martha, like, do you believe this? And I love her response. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ the Son of God who is to come into the world. I believe that too, that He was the Christ and that He came into the world and that He defeated death 
And he created a way for us to be, not be separated from God anymore because of our sin. And that we have eternity with him. And we forget that, that eternity begins the moment that we give our life to Jesus Christ. The moment that we put our faith in God. Because he is the resurrection and he is eternal life. In Matthew 28, 20, it says, Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Even now, he's with you. He's not left you. You're not in the valley by yourself. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 55 through 57 says, O death, where is your sting? O death, where, uh, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what happens is when we go through pain, when we go through hurt, we either go through it in, in three, three steps. It's either you're going to be bitter in the valley, or you're going to be battered in the valley, or you're going to be better in the valley. You know, it, it, it's to remind us that, that pain can break us to a point where we become one of those three. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 